The cops often get a bad rap. Have you ever wondered what police actually do? What haunts them every day? What they face each and every shift? They put their lives in the line, and it's time we hear them speak. And he produced a double-barreled sawn-off shoddy and put it on the table um, that we were sitting at, cocked both hammers back, pointed in my direction, and essentially said, if you, we do a line or I'll blow your guts out. Rammed his car, got out and started shooting him with uh, shotguns, just started shooting at him. Out of the corner of my eye, I see this guy holding a jerry can. He's run inside this house and locked the door. I've kicked it open with all the force that I could. As soon as I've gone inside, he was pouring um, petrol all around the lounge room and all over himself, and then he had a lighter uh, in his hand as well. It was just one of those moments that probably happened in a fraction of of a second, but in my mind, it was so slow. One that's had to wrestle with a guy by himself out, slightly rural for probably 20 minutes, wrestling for his life, like waiting for backup to arrive. I mean, this guy's trying to get his gun, trying to kill him, and just two full-grown men wrestling for their lives for 20 minutes. And to do that, knowing that if he gets his gun, he's going to kill you for 20 minutes. And when you're wrestling for your life, just imagine the adrenaline and all sort of stuff. And then to deal with that and then go back to work the next day, I think is is massive. And my partner, a chap called Ian Hamilton, said to me, he said, you're left hand. I said, yeah. He said, better put a couple of shots at that car. I said, why? He said, he's shooting at us. Haven't you noticed? It dawned on me what the sparks were. <laughs> Suddenly it dawned on me. I lost all interest. I couldn't. I couldn't get under the dash fast enough. <laughs> there were a number of missing women in Rockhampton that had never been located. Uh, there were four other women. My partner was in front of me, and I was behind. And we're walking through this thick, high bushland. Fraser, kind of in in, in one spot, kind of points his hand and directs to a location, but keeps walking. And I went, "Whoa, stop!" And there was the skeletal remains of, uh, of, of one of his victims. There was the, 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 whole, the whole body there. He then produced a hand grenade out of his webbing and pulled out the pin, and I thought, oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, shit. <laughs> so I pleaded with him to put the pin back in, thankfully, and uh, then the hand grenade was removed, and then I talked him into coming out with me and, um, and surrendering. I don't know whether it was good management or sheer luck or the good Lord was looking after all concerned, but I noticed he didn't have his hand on the trigger and it was an old 22 single bolt that you had to pull the firing pin back and that hadn't been pulled back. So I don't know how I saw all that in the quickness of the day, but, you know, uh, they, those things stick in my mind, so I must have seen it and take, took the necessary action. Put the gun on safety on, put it down the ground and I barreled through the other guys as they were getting their footing and hit this guy so hard in the rugby tackle I saw stars. The horrific, heroic, and hilarious stories of real police. A 610 Media production. This is Cop That. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts.